the dym podcast there boss taking it off boss taking it off boss oh somebody <laughs> did their homework go, go around the other side boss <laughs> <laughs> all right go around Sean. <laughs> hello there everybody and uh, this is the dym podcast that you're listening to and i am one of your hosts i am sean uh, today i am uh cool hand dutch i'm i'm we're we're gonna have uh, we're, we're getting in the mood and i'm joined who very quickly you changed yours to the perfect I- um uh, name Cool Breeze Luke. Did you not see that I changed my name on the on the? Um... This was I swear to God done independently of yours before Get I came out of here. The, I swear to God before I came in, we sign on to our Mikey. Our producer sends us the, a link, and yeah. before I see the gang, and it's on uh, Streamyard. Shawnee sign in. You can change your username on what it shows on the screen, and that's where I always like to have fun with it. I change mine up every week. I swear to God, it was done independently before I saw yours. That's so funny because like so to fill people in, basically, um, uh, last week uh, was a was a revelation. Last week was yeah, was an earth shattering episode where I admitted to, to uh, I admitted to the uh, the cool breeze <laughs> that I had never seen <laughs> Cool Hand Luke, which is like which is probably my second favorite movie of all time. <laughs> so it's like Jaws um, the Cool Hand back to back. Yeah, it's Andy's. Andy loves this movie. He's brought it up multiple times. It's been one of the one We've of the done de- a defend your movie <laughs> against it, where Shawnee faked the whole thing. Fake, 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 fake. That's what he did to me. <laughs> he faked it. So, With a poker um, face too. The whole time you're just oh, uh, every dude. time I talk about it in public, you just yeah, yeah. That was a great scene. Hell yeah, who's it? What is it? Uh, no, Paul Redford. Is- I mean Paul Newman. The key is you say nothing. You say <laughs> always Cheers keep your mouth you. shut and never talk to the cops. What is it? Oh, no, no, never rat in your friends. Yeah, always again? keep your mouth shut. Always, always keep your mouth shut. Uh, so last week there was a revelation that I had never seen Cool Hand Luke. And like we just said, it's an- one of Andy's second favorite movie of all time. Mm-hmm. So uh, it was a big deal for the podcast. So I promised to watch Cool Hand Luke for this week's episode. And I absolutely did it. Oh, man, oh, man, say, I absolutely loved it, but I absolutely I did love it. I did love okay, it. I, we'll start off with that. We'll start off with my impressions. Of, I did love it. Right. But you know what? It's so funny about and if I can um, explain um, when it comes to these movies, it's so it, I, I'm, I'm beating myself up for not watching this, obviously, years sooner because you there's a certain amount of magic that you miss because these movies affect other movies. Right. So oh, yeah. they're, they're, he's inspiring all sorts of modern day movies, not even modern day. You're missing Simpsons references and Seinfeld. Like- and I thought I knew enough just on from it not seeing it, but knowing just being in the in the world and and knowing yeah. enough of the references. But holy cow, would I have looked at Oh brother, where art thou? Completely different. <laughs> yep. If I had yep. seen Cool Hand Luke first, like like don't get me wrong, it's not the same movie, but I talk about heavily freaking influenced. Like I've I've read enough stuff about Oh Brother, Where Art Thou, which I'm a fan of. It's not my favorite movie of all time, but like I like it a lot. And it's um, up there in my probably top it, five Cohen's. Yeah, yeah, and um, man, oh man, I don't think I've ever. Maybe I maybe I missed it. I don't think I. I don't think I've ever read anybody mentioning. Oh my God! The the, the I mean, guard for the, the chain gang. But you know, you got the chain gang. You know, the the the. the, the but the only thing difference is the religious undertones. The whole thing of like the the building towards death. It, 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 it's it's supposed to even in No Brother Art though it's, it doesn't come to fruition. The whole mm-hmm. thing's about death. The whole thing's about dying. They just don't have the main like. Well, spoiler at this point, but I mean like. And um, the, the the guard with the sunglasses. Um, sure. Well, yeah, yeah. Well, here's the thing: is that Oh Brother, Where Art Thou is a specific um, 
specifically based on the Odyssey, and Cool Hand yes. Luke is basically specific to the Jesus character. Exactly. So yes, uh, yeah, they do have a similar arc, but the the Odyssey draws heavily on religion, so that crossover is natural because you have, you know, not obviously the similarities of the movies, of the, uh, the Chain Gang and stuff like that too, but just the the source material that both draw from. Are, have crossing over points. So yes, like the um, uh, prison guard in Cool Hand Luke, and the uh, what do you what do you call him in Row Brother? The, right there, the I marshal the, or the whatever he is. Yeah, the, yeah, yeah the, yeah. the guy with the sun, the, the sunglasses is the common sure. bond between those guys. It's the Mr. It's Kroger. The, the, it's like the man with yeah, it's Mr. Kroger. Yeah, it's the man with no name. It's the guy the, the guy with Kruger. sunglasses. The, um. So that's the whole idea. It's the no-named villain that you can't see his eyes, and it's supposed it's supposed to be the 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 devil, I guess. In both, oh, one of them is Punctious Pilot, I guess. Or would in Cool Hand Luke would is the guard Punctious Pilot because um yeah I think that's so. who ends up he di- right. dies at the hands crucifying of, yeah. Luke. Yeah, essentially. Sorry, spoilers. right, right. The movie's been out for forty one years. We're just learning, Sean. Um, <laughs> we can talk about it. <laughs> um, yeah, so, no spoilers uh, here. Uh yeah so uh yeah the movie's been out for so long it, it it's not even forty years I think it's more I think it's like forty what year was it seven I want to say or sixty nine yeah it's way more it's like fifty years anyway yeah, yeah. so um good at man uh <laughs> so overall I was a big big fan of the movie I liked it but I really of course I should have watched this when I was a, a, a at least college age human being that's you exactly I mean? when I saw it. Yeah, and um, and the amount of influence this movie, um, the amount of movies this movie influences is remarkable. And you know, pulling all the tropes of a prison movie, prison break movie, of you know, the, even the, even it's around that time when they started doing all these Jesus references. It's like you know, like I know Scorsese does it a lot. Um, mm-hmm. He did yeah, a Raging Bull. It's super common. It's but I'm sure I'm sure this has got to be one of the early ones to to pull that unless there's old like, you know, German movies with, with the Jesus references in there. But to have it that much um, that prevalent and like, you know, the whole the base the characters based off of it, uh, based off Jesus like that. Literally, there's it's, you know, the whole idea of him digging the hole and just him being broken and, you know, all that kind of stuff is is mm-hmm. is very Jesus like. So overall, oh. uh, yeah, it was it was great. And um, I mean, the and the biggest one is after eating the eggs, he's basically in the crucifixion pose. It's, yeah, that's what I mean. It, it, even with the even with the legs crossed, like it's, it could not be it's a, a yeah. identical. Yeah. And he's, and he's no on wood. He's, that one. he's on a no table. It. It's, the, it's the least subtle reference to Jesus in <laughs> modern <laughs> cinema. They're really beating over you, beating you, beating over the head with that one. On that point, that's the thing. It's, cool. it, it, looked, that's, like, but, like, I, like that was so prevalent that, like, uh, at one point, you could think one of the characters is like, "Hey, Jesus, are you gonna break out again?" I mean, "Hey, Luke, are you gonna break?" Out? <laughs> Just by accident, calls him Jesus. <laughs> he goes, "Oh, Jesus, how, how how about those huevos today?" <laughs> <laughs> um. So. Andy, uh, yes, yes, I'm sir. a very, I'm a fan of the movie, and um, and now I, I'm, I'm glad to have that bridge crossed in, in our relationship. That I was, I'm I apologize for lying. Basically, I, I didn't <laughs> lie per se. I just didn't. I just omitted the fact that I never watched it. I just kind of just glossed over it. Didn't yeah. bring it up. I was never asked directly if I've seen it. Uh, so right, I yeah, you could testify in court that you, you and you'd get off, but. <laughs> But uh, yes, yeah, and goodness. and uh, you know, um, George Kennedy is in it. Who is an old time oh. actor? Who I every time I see George Kennedy in a movie now, I think of how uh, he there's a there's a mystery science theater where they make fun of some like private eye movie that he made. I forget the name of it, <laughs> and they he got like publicly mad that they were making fun of the movie on mystery oh, science theater. Like, he tried to shut them down from like making fun of it. Ah. Then he went on to be the biggest buffoon in Naked Gun. Naked Gun, exactly. Yeah, he kind of got it after a while. But in uh, Mystery Science Theater, I forget the name of the – maybe one of the – out there in DYM Nation, you can tell us the name of the movie. He's a private eye, and he's in bed with a um, a woman, and there's a six-pack of beer at the end of the bed, and he picks it up with his toe in the movie. He picks picks up a six-pack of beer, which is a pretty cool move if you really think about it. 
Hell yeah. Uh, I've been watching them again recently. I like the uh, the new ones, too. They've got a good cast, and they're just as funny. Uh, yeah, I, I was a, I didn't, I haven't watched the new ones. Um, and a buddy of ours is, I don't know if you know Jonah, but he's the main, he's the I've met Joel guy, right? That, yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Nice he guy. essentially plays Joel. And if you're old movie, yeah, I mean, that made me cackle when I was a kid and it's still, uh, they did one, a new one on Mac and me, which if you know anything about that, oh God, well, so funny, dude, it's so the- funny. The famous Mac and me thing is the Paul Rudd. Yeah, every Paul time Rudd. he would do Conan, Conan, he would always say he was going, he was cutting to a clip of his newest movie and it'd be a scene from Mac and me. It'd be another weird scene. <laughs> but Mac and me was like the ripoff um, ET, correct? Like it's McDonald's made a movie ripping off ET because ET was so popular. Mcdonald's, the restaurant thought they and would that's, make a, that's an, why an the, the characters. Ex- yeah. Mac. Yeah, right. Mac. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's so, so Jesus. bad and so dumb. And it's perfect for Mystery Science Theater fodder. It's so funny. Go ahead. They're all on Netflix if you want to watch them. And all the Mystery Science Theaters are so great. They're so fun. But let me ask you, when you, like, when you, I, I never actually saw Mac and Me, to be honest. I never saw it. When, did you see it as a kid, Shocking. Mac and Me? <laughs> did you see it as a kid? No, I didn't. I didn't see it. Until... Oh, so you don't even see it either. But like, um... I have seen it. Oh, oh, that's what. Oh, you didn't see Not it when I was later. a kid, though. I was answering your question truthfully. <laughs> but here's the thing, uh, Mac and me. Uh, I when I, I I knew of it when it came out. I never. When you're a kid, you're not. Ma- I, maybe I'm just an idiot. Maybe I was just a dumb kid. I was. I didn't make the connection. Oh my god, it's exactly like ET. No, no, I was a dumb kid. I never yeah, 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 <laughs> made it at all. I didn't even put is. together the fact that it was a thing from McDonald's. <laughs> oh, I didn't. No way. I didn't know that till just now. Till you just told me. Well, the funny part is, if you, you've never seen it, there's a gigantic, like, finale in a McDonald's restaurant. It's so <laughs> funny. There's like a musical number in a McDonald's. It's so so bad and hilarious. Go oh watch. It's like a great bad watch. Like you'll have fun <laughs> watching it. You know. So that's like early product placement. That's like that's like the most product 100%. placement you can get. Yeah, that's 100%. crazy. Yeah. So um uh, yeah, man. I'm glad you enjoyed Cool Hand Luke. Did you notice a young uh Dennis Hopper's Baba Lou yeah. Dots? A young yeah. um uh who he just recently died. Uh oh, what's his name? Peter, not Scarrett. Um who am I thinking of? Gosh darn it, Christ on the cross. Who played what? Oh, old timey actor. He was also in. You mean the guy who was in Get Smart? That guy. Um, wasn't that the guy? One of the cat. One of the guys was in Get Smart. Was he not? He was Matt. Whatever his name is. But that's not who you're thinking of. You're thinking of. Now, I know who you're thinking of, and it's not who I'm thinking of. It's a three named uh, fucker. What's that asshole's name? Who was he in the movie? Oh, oh, Harry he Dean was, Stanton. Uh, Harry Dean Stanton. Harry, Harry Dean. Stanton. Harry Dean Stanton. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. He's in it, and yeah. he has a small role. Dennis Hopper has a really small role. Like I might have been. Yeah. Maybe this is his first. Was this his first movie? Maybe. Uh, I know. So what was when was Easy Rider? Sixty. I mean, Cool Luke was sixty-seven. So Easy Rider, I think Easy Rider might have been sixty-nine. Yeah, I think it was yeah, 69. Yeah. Um, I'll tell you one uh, one thing I love about this movie has a character called Dog Boy. That's always good to have a character yeah, named Dog Boy. Dog Boy. But also, I can't take Things movies with dead dogs. Then. I can't when there's dead dogs in movies. I can't take it. It's too. That's upsetting. not even a bad. That's not a bad dog dead scene. It's not. It, well, no, because they didn't just, build up the emotion. But j- there was a dead dog. I tell you Blue. right now. <laughs> <laughs> also, do you think the dogs that that? The dog's name Blue, and then Blue in old school is Maybe. named Blue because of Cool Hand Luke. It's, I think it is. It's, it's got to be. Yeah. <laughs> but Man, see, all uh, these yeah, references, great, you know. not getting them. Yeah. I know, dude. I you must be listening to uh, Guns N' Roses Civil War now, and it's, it's a whole new <laughs> meaning on you. Um, so, so you know what we have here well, is failure to communicate. Strother Martin, who's so great. I um I you know what I will Joanne say Fleet. this. I did know that was Cool Hand Luke. I knew that line was Cool Hand Luke. Oh, really? But I didn't realize why they put it in the song is because it's like the last thing he says. Also, yeah. like but, but, you yeah. know, Luke. That's the yeah, yeah. But that's the warden, but the or captain, the captain. Some I'm gonna start man. calling everybody captain and boss. <laughs> it's but so yeah, man. Good, man. It's it's got really got a high rewatchability too. 
It's just I it flip test for me all the way. I can't turn it off if it's on. I'm stuck. I love it. I, you know what we should do? We should do a flip test bracket episode. Sure. Didn't we? I think we did flip test matchups at one point, but we could do like almost right, like when I we mean, did this podcast making me thirsty and they did like Seinfeld line. We should have done we, a uh, we missed the March Madness. We usually I do know. A bracket, but and I do have one that uh, would have been fun. We don't have to go by the time constraints. We could do whatever. Do whatever we want. It's a free country. Whatever. Yeah. Um, did you watch anything this week? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> it was just a busy fucking week for me. I was running around and I really almost didn't have much downtime. And I honestly uh, have been playing a lot of video games and not watching movies. But I just well, started This is a Robbery. So. I'm interested to see where that goes. I'm right on the very first episode. Saw the whole thing. Okay. That's the other <laughs> thing I was going to. What I did. I watched the whole thing. I know, but <laughs> not a competition. No. Oh, no. What I was saying, I was saying that implying that it's bittersweet because I wanted to talk about it and I can't talk about it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, Fuck. you kind of discussed it, but um, I'm interested in that kind of thing. I love a good heist. You know, I love a heist. So. The um, episodes are there? There's four. There's four episodes. Oh, okay. And I will say this. One thing I can talk about is, man, I really I don't know if I've said this in the podcast before. I love anything mafia related. I am such a, I know it's such an obvious statement and I might have even said this before. But, dude, I could the, – the mafia elements oh, – there's a little bit of mafia elements in this – in this not a little bit. The, the mafia is part of this thing. It's not giving it away. It's just part of this, this heist thing, right? This heist uh, show. This is a robbery. Yeah. And I could have watched 20 more hours straight on them talking about the Boston uh, – I haven't um, even gotten there. Okay, yeah. The Boston Mafia? Yeah. Yeah, I, ha- I, could, I could watch – Every mafia documentary uh, in, in one sitting, like in a row. I, I, that's how much I love that shit. Like, I don't even know where it comes from. Maybe it comes from like watching so many mafia movies as a kid or something, and Probably. it just seeps into your brain. And you're like, yeah. But it's it's from a place of like, this is so cool. It's not from a place of I like. Know. I oh. always thought I'd be a cool mafia guy. You um, do you think you'd be, do you think do you really think that we would make good mafia guys? Do you think you would make a good? You don't think you would rat on anybody? I'd I'd fold in a fucking New York. <laughs> <laughs> what? what do you think it would take? What do you? So, like, they have the you in the room. Guy, all you have to do is yell at me, and I'd be like, "I'm sorry, Mister." <laughs> it was Tony Falacci the whole time. <laughs> you start. Or Joe Falacci. That was the guy. That was like the original rat, Joe Falacci. Yeah, you start giving up people that aren't even involved, like in the in whatever they're trying yeah, to talk yeah, to you yeah. about. I do the chunk from Goonies. I go, and then in third grade, I took a Snickers bar from the quick check. He just, everything comes out. Yeah, I would be, I like to think, like I watch those documentaries and I'm like, I wouldn't rat. I wouldn't rat. But if they were like, right. they were like, oh, they're just going to murder you anyway. I'd be like, oh, okay. I'll just tell you. What yeah. I mean, but that's the thing. The mafia used to have the, you know, the Omerta was the code of silence where it used to be a badge of honor that you'd go to prison and be taken care of for keeping your silence. And then once the first domino fell, it just be like all the old mafia guys. I don't know how many of them are left, but they would like even if you watch kind of Soprano stuff, they'd go, yeah, this thing of ours is not what it once was. You got guys they rat nowadays. It's like they're nostalgic for the days. When guys didn't rat and could do a bid, you yeah, know what but I mean? you know what ends up happening, and it's not jet. You know what it is? You know, is that a due time? It's a middle management thing. So these guys just think they're not appreciated enough. That's that's that the thing. Be. Like, I was watching the um, I was watching a documentary, and I don't know if I mentioned this already on the podcast, but I was watching a documentary about the real Sopranos family, like the one that's based Ooh. on in Jersey. I think I was even watching it on like YouTube. And one of the things that it really stood out to me is that a lot of these guys, they turn because they're not making much money. They're making like a decent day jobs amount of money. So back in the day, they're making like 60, 70 grand, like say like 25 right, years right, ago, right. 60, 70 grand. Right. So, and they don't think they're appreciated. That's the thing. When, when, when it's like when you right. have a boss at a regular job and you're like, my boss doesn't realize what I do for this place. That's why yeah, yeah. these guys are turning over because <laughs> it's funny too. It's so funny that like 
it, it, like that the mafia have like an HR department or something. Just be like a <laughs> you know, yeah. <laughs> Don Giovanni doesn't even notice I wrote this guy. <laughs> Yeah, just, uh, I just have thank you is all I ask for. <laughs> Mafia performance reviews, just yeah. like. <laughs> Listen, you only whacked like three people this week. I can't. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if we can even. You got to get your numbers up, bud. <laughs> uh, we can't. You know. <laughs> yeah. we got we to add more to your. We got to just. You have to spend your time management is awful. You're racketeering, <laughs> and then you're you don't have enough time to whack, and then you're leaving evidence, and you know I, you have to. You're all over the map. We're gonna have, we're gonna get you um a planner. We're gonna get you a day planner, and we're gonna get you uh, a Microsoft Office suite, uh, so you can track Microsoft Office suite. That little safety pin comes up. Goes. <laughs> I notice you haven't been whacking anybody. <laughs> Yeah, exactly, exactly. But the but that's really what it boils down to with a lot of these guys is like, hey, they're like, I'm not being, yeah. uh, I'm not being paid Promoted, enough. I'm not, made. you know, it's, yeah. Imagine if like you, that was like one of your one of your day jobs you had, like that you, um, <laughs> it was like mafia rules at your day job, like you were unsat, you were unsatisfied, so you just went to the government and told them all the shit your boss was doing. <laughs> like, yeah, like and it, it gets you out of like having to work there anymore. Just, like, you're like, just being bitchy about it. <laughs> you, you know, you don't notice me. Well, I'm gonna go rat to the feds. <laughs> live yeah, my life, yeah. uh, live the rest of my life like a schnook. But man, oh man, like mafia movies and like they're and, the best. I, what is it about that? life is it because it's so out of touch is it because it's something we all would want i don't know if we would want that like i i can't kill anybody you know like no never in a million i can't, I, I, I actually do you ever think I can't that, hurt people this is kind of heavy but do you ever th- put in your head like imagine if i had to kill somebody because there's certain times yeah where i'm like yeah I'm, I'm like i'm like oh yeah I, I had to I, defend myself and you know like or, or like my mom was getting mugged or something well that's a little know? bit different that's a little different if you go if you do a hit imagine like just melting down like the minute it would An happen i just melt stranger, down yeah but a lot of those guys are like, like, so basically it's just an organization of sociopaths. Like that's what you realize from right. like you watch Sopranos, you watch all these things. So these guys, they have such traumatic childhoods that mm-hmm. the killing is not a big deal. Like some of them don't kill some of them, you know, cause they can't do it and they re- almost realize it. They don't have those guys kill, but a lot of them they're killing. They're not just killing because they're like, it's part of this mafia related world. They're just doing it for fun as well. You know? Right. Right. I think you touched upon it too, though, is that a lot of these guys are, brought in at such a young age and it's such a familial thing that that is all they know so that stuff is kind of naturalized so it's just like yeah when you have to kill somebody eventually you're gonna have to kill somebody so it just seems like it's your turn and it's a natural thing to happen so it's not unusual or out of the ordinary you know yeah if you have the mentality that way like think about you know they say the same thing about like racism it's like well if that if, if this child grew up in a racist household that seems normal to him Yes. So he acts that way. So it's got to be the right. same thing. It's like, well, if you were the Don's son and you just saw people getting uh, erased and rubbed out your whole life, and then it's just now you're growing up, it's now your turn. So that just seems like natural to you and, you know, the order of things. Yeah. Like, and, and I saw the mafia. When you, <laughs> I understand when women. I figured out women. <laughs> when you're a kid, you're so impressionable. So, and I'm still impressionable. Right. Yeah. You're picking up things left and right. So it's like, yeah, you're even even if you're even if that side of things is being hid, hidden from you as a kid, you're still yeah. picking up to like, hey, I had an Uncle Joey and now I don't. And nobody talks about Uncle Joey. anymore. <laughs> right, like, right. Right. It's that kind of mindset. So it just ends up being. Yeah. You're just like, oh, even if you don't realize it, normalizing murder is just be seeping into your brain. Yeah. You know, like yeah. that. Kind of thing. Yeah, absolutely. I don't know. I, I just think, yeah regular schmoes think mafia guys are cool you know like it's like the yeah. same way i'm like i think this regular cool. schmo i think right mafia here. guys are cool <laughs> you know what I mean? Wait, what'd you say the same way what it's like I, i'm like it's the same way i'm like firemen are really cool guys I, I like i say the same thing about mafia i'm like mafia guys are pretty cool you know? yeah it just because we have another... glorified them so much in media over the years and that leaves an impression you know Mm-hmm. These guys kind of do whatever they want. Uh, they don't give a shit. They're rich. They get all the girls. You go, that's pretty cool. That guy. Yeah. And then it's also like, 
I there's definitely a time frame of Mafia God that I like, and it's the Goodfellas time frame. Like that's yeah. the most attractive 50s, Mafia 60s, uh, life to me. Yeah, like even all the guys now, when you hear about all this different thing, like even when it comes to like John Gotti, when it was like when John Gotti would took over, and anything Tough like if, if you watch, like that's why Goodfellas is such a better movie than. Gotti. <laughs> <laughs> well, Have you watched the Armand Desante version? No, though? but you said it's, it's not pretty bad, good. Right? But let's be honest. DVD somewhere. They're probably making him way more, way fancier than Gotti actually was. I still haven't seen the John Travolta E from Entourage cut, but it uh, is an abomination. I like if for filmmaking, it, it, it should be whacked. The whole movie should be whacked. <laughs> that would have been such a great review. Dude, this movie it, should have been rubbed out. Yeah, dude, it it is one of those things Thank where you. I watched it. Like, you can't even call it a movie. Like, that's how yeah. bad it is. I remember you were like, I'm going to go to the theater and watch it for fun. I was like, I can't waste money on that. I went and then, oh, yeah, because then we, we talked about it on the podcast. Um, I don't know if you were on that episode where where my friend Pat Stango, who is of Italian descent, came in and ironically defended Gotti, like he came into when we used to the <laughs> right. studio at Alex's and he would, he's like, what are you talking about? It's a, it's a classic. What do you mean? And I'm like, and it was getting, my blood was boiling. I'm like, nobody should even say that as a joke. Like that's how bad that movie is. Uh, and it's unwatchable. But then when I realized what you find out later is that John Gotti's son produced the movie. Ooh. So think about what type of atmosphere there was for E from Entourage on the Jesus set of Christ. Gotti, not trying to piss off John Gotti's like grandson or son or whatever it is, being like, sure, we could not put in that time where you killed yeah. the kid. Yeah, sure. Well, we could. I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna give you the DVD of the of the Gotti Armando Santo one. It's it's good. I'm telling you, you'll like it. It's a very good movie. Yeah, but how accurate is it? You know what I mean? Who cares? <laughs> It's a good mafia flick, you know. Well, the, the my favorite part, and I, I I must have brought this up on the episode we did about it, but my favorite part of the whole movie is when at one point the, the script is so bad, like it, the script is so bad, it literally opens up with Travolta as Gotti, like next to like the Brooklyn Bridge, going, <sighs> oh, "This is New York. This is my town." Like it's, it, it's like it's like a one man show, like like a bad one man show, and uh, and then <laughs> later on, one of the associates, I forget who it is, the character in the movie, but he goes. He goes, uh, we got the whole town on lockdown. We got all five boroughs, Manhattan, the Bronx, Queens, Staten Island, Brooklyn. And he lists, he lists oh, the oh, boroughs. Oh, the boroughs. <laughs> That's so One funny. of my favorite things ever, ever. I don't know why that just reminded me. Have you ever seen the family guy where uh, the guy puts on a one-man show and he does all the same voices for all the same people? Oh, it's, like, yeah, it's my favorite thing. He goes, yeah, we, <laughs> I remember. Don't, don't we don't we say that to each other? Or maybe that's not you. Oh, he yeah. Goes, when he goes, yeah. Uh, you know, back in the day, I remember I would get with my friend Tony and we'd play b-ball b-ball. That's what we called it. <laughs> <laughs> he, goes, he goes, that's what we called it back then. B-ball. And then he goes, and he goes, everybody had the same voice. And then he goes out to meet his family and they all have his all, voice. It's a great callback. <laughs> He goes, and then he's he's making fun of it. Brian's making fun of it with Stewie, and then he goes over to the guy who made the, did the show, and he goes, he goes, Mark, what a journey! He just walks over. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> wow, wow, what a journey, <laughs> dude! Um, I'll tell you right now, that one man show from Family Guy, that excerpt is better than the entire <laughs> Gotti the movie. B ball, that's what we called it. B ball. <laughs> <laughs> in Gotti, he's like stickball. That's what we called it back then. <laughs> Pasta sauce. That's what we ate back then. I love just, I just love how he named everything after you say something. He's like, you know, I'm a fan of the New York teams, the New York Knicks, the New York <laughs> Rangers, the New York Giants, <laughs> the New York Yankees. <laughs> Gotti just they just list everything. It's a conversation like, one of these mob guys takes forever. Really OCD about it. You can't make it a thing or he gets really, really insecure. And it's, it also makes no sense because the, 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 the whole movie makes no sense. But Mafia guys, they're not known for their details. Like they're I, never they're, like ever listen to one of those tapes that the, the FBI records with the Mafia guys. And they're like, you talk to that guy yeah, about the thing. Very coded. Yeah. They're not sitting there going. They're not like, hey, you talk to that guy about the thing. And like who? Joseph. Uh, Michael, Anthony, Tony Boy, V, 
Tony. Say, like, they're not listing shit. They're not just like <laughs> details are not what you want in the mafia. So nobody, nothing. even with Burroughs, you're not going to want it. Yeah. He's ordering a sandwich. He goes, nothing I love more than an Italian hoagie. Bread, lettuce, tomato, salami, ham, pepperoni, olive oil. <laughs> Oh God, Gotti's yeah. on a roll again. <laughs> yeah, be like, you know, Gotti, he loves pasta, rigatoni, panni, <laughs> spaghetti, fusilli, fusilli, Jerry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh uh, Andy, Andy's dying. I'm having a conniption. <laughs> um, it's absolutely <laughs> true. That's I think, that, and, and I know we're kidding around. Like, obviously, I love women, like, boobs. Legs, butts. <laughs> Women. Uh, damn it. Right boob, left boob, <laughs> vagina, clitoris, labia. Just look it down to the body parts. Hey, I'm Nolan Sykes, a host of Past Gas, the number one automotive podcast in the world. Every week, my co-hosts, James Pumphrey, Joe Weber, and I bring you some of our favorite stories from the hollowed halls of car history. From the amazing to the weird to the utterly unforgettable moments, we cover it all. Join us as we take a look at the wild stories and larger-than-life characters behind legendary cars and car makers. So if you love cars or just like a good story, check out Past Gas by Donut Media, the number one automotive podcast in the world. Hey, I'm Roy. And I'm Maul. And we're the hosts of the new Roy and Maul podcast. That's right. I know you're probably listening to a podcast that you actually like right now, and we just interrupted it with an ad. That's all right. We're here. And I appreciate if you didn't hit the 15 second skip button. Listen to our show where we cover topics like music, mm -hmm. movies, yes. TV shows, which you love to binge watch. Of course. Just lifestyle stuff. And give off crazy stories about our day to day lives. Yeah. Check us out on the New Rory Mall podcast. Listen to wherever you get your podcast and let us know how you're feeling about our show. And once you're done listening to this podcast that you actually like, maybe you could check us out. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> like, actually, if he was a student in school, he really would have done well. He's he really would have done well. <laughs> he got a knack for listening. Yeah. There would have been a diagram of New York City. Label all the boroughs of New York City. With, like, the <laughs> lines, great the, geography. The, the lines coming out of it. <laughs> yeah, so basically, my... Like I'll watch any mafia movie. I'll watch any mafia documentary. I'll watch anything mafia related. And absolutely. Like, and and that's why it's like, man, the genre. You know, they've done so much about it at this point. You can spot an inauthentic mafia thing a mile mm -hmm. away. Yeah, that's why Gotti is so bad, <laughs> and Goodfellas is so good and holds up so well. Like Goodfellas, like. It holds up so well that movie. It's crazy. Of course, of course. Um, is it your number one mafia uh, uh, mafia movie? Yeah, yeah. I, what over name? Name? We've done this, I think, maybe. But what's, no, I'm just over I, the Godfather. I, the Godfather is like pretty subjective on this answer because it's really hard to pick because those are three such perfect films. You know, uh, what the two Godfathers and the and Goodfellas? Yeah. Um. Yeah, but the Godfather, like I said, the era that I like is this '60s, '70s uh, era of the mafia. So, yeah, Godfather is like, like I think what they call it, like the Gone with the Wind of of mafia. It's like one of those That's things a where it's way like to put it, they're trying to make it very elab, very very elaborate and very um ornate it's very ornate and it's very it's also like it's beautiful the pacing the pacing is very slow and 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 and, and it's very beautiful and it's yeah. a really beautiful and they're and it's really romanticized once you get into goodfellas like the, that's why you know what's his name didn't win because it was a little bit punk rock the way that goodfellas was made yeah because it's nice it's paced gets yeah, paced it's fast scorsese yeah. figured out what he does and on goodfellas yeah and whoever picks you know what is the other uh, the um Foreign press or whatever it is, or uh, the Academy, Hollywood whatever Foreign you know, press. yeah, Hollywood Foreign Press. Like they turn around and watch that, and we're like, this, they probably back, think about it. Back in '89, they were like, this is not a film. This is not a film. All these these jump cuts and <laughs> right, this and right. that. Like it was too too jarring for them. Probably yeah. that's why they were assholes and didn't give it to it. But it it changed the way that films were made, and and it also was dealing with a really hot, cr crazy topic. 
I don't know, 20, not even 20. Think about how many years that was until he got into witness uh, relocation. So he went like oh, 80, yeah, right? Yeah. Like, So he was in the program when that movie was made. You're talking like nine years after all that action happened. Like a lot mm-hmm. of some of these things happened. were so fresh. So that's where, that's why it was such a, uh, um, a, a, so vibrant and so effective and so, so entertaining and so like oh my god because you've never seen anything like it before now we have all that so we're going man you better be really good if you're going to be a mafia movie because yeah everybody kind of like just by the like especially guys like us we just know enough now <laughs> we're like right. racine you're really like mike racine somebody who like just knows the whole history of the freaking sure, italian sure. mafia so at this point it's like you really have to stand out as a mafia movie you know yeah i can't even has there been any good recent ones that's the thing. I don't even know. Like I, it's, I think like things have, okay. So what was the whitey bulger one was awful. The one with Johnny Depp, um, really, really bad. And the book wasn't bad. So that's why it was like, uh, really disappointing. Um, I just, was there any good recent ones? I go, Oh, right. The Irishman. (laughs) Yeah. But even the Irishman, not necessarily mafia per se. It's It's gangster. It's in that world, but it's more about, it's like the 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 theme of the Irish, yeah. which I probably it said is organized a, crime. I guess it's organized crime. More than but the theme is like life is bullshit. Like the whole thing's bullshit. It's like it's like that's the kind. That's when you know they're doing it right. Is when all this stuff is so important. They're killing guys over this reason, that reason, whatever it is. And then yeah. the Sopranos, everything is like, oh my god, it's all about uh, this thing and 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 evading the cops and all this. And then they have that scene with Junior which I've watched a million times on YouTube right. when junior is like full on dementia at this point, pretty much. And he's at like the state hospital. He's totally yeah. downtrodden and, and just desolate. And, uh, and Tony showed up uh, he, about a money situation, about something being buried because the sister was looking for the money. And then he has no idea who Tony is. And then he has to tell him, he goes, you and my father ran North Jersey uh, for X amount of years, whatever he says. And then he looks at me, he goes, oh, really? That's nice. That's what he, that's what he <laughs> said. It's this like glazed over face. Like that to me is also the point of the Irishman. When it gets to the end of the Irishman, it's brutal. That yeah, movie's brutal. It's the best part of the movie is that movie, as far as the film itself goes, is that last third of the movie. But it's sad as hell. Like it's so sad. They're all sad endings. Really? None of them have happy endings. Right, exactly. God, Goodfellas is not a happy ending. It's either everybody's dead or he's got to live his life like a schnook. Godfather Part Two, Michael dies. Uh, I mean, not not Michael dies. Uh, what do you call it? Um, Fredo dies. He kills he kills his whole family. Yeah. essentially. Mm-hmm. you know. Um, yeah, there's no. You can't name one mafia movie at the end. <laughs> that would actually be so bad. A mafia yeah, movie really out. <laughs> In, in a weird way, Henry Hill did kind of skate on the life that a normal mafia guy like him that had. He did, in a way, get a, like he's alive and he was able to live. Well, he's not alive now, but he lived well into his like 70s. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, he did time and but like he never got uh, he never got killed. Uh, he was never, I mean, not for lack of trying either, but like he became a rat. And like, usually those guys who go into the witness protection program, either stay there for the rest of his life, but he couldn't stay away from the life. So he came back he kept, and yeah. nobody rubbed him out for like fucking ratting or anything. So he did kind of get away. It was, yeah, I guess that's not a happy ending. I think no. his, his, uh, his saving grace was that he just out, outlasted everybody. Yeah. Everybody else was true. either because they, they rounded up. So all those guys. So, uh, you know, that's, you know, the same reason they say that a lot of those guys are getting out now from jail and they're like kind of trying to get back into it. But it's kind of a fractured organization. Yeah. Um, is the this same way that if everybody's in jail for all the shit that was done back in the day and then Henry Hill gets out, like there's nobody really left to go. Right. Go right, get him. Right. That's why I, I, I know I've mentioned this in the show before, so I apologize. But. When he used to do Howard Stern, he would call into Howard Stern. They had that whole thing back in the day, right, right. and people would call up Howard Stern and say, um, "You're gonna, you're dead. We're gonna kill you. You're a rat." And and he would laugh in their and he would laugh at yeah. them. He would just completely yeah. laugh because I think because he knew nobody's around anymore, and you're not a serious person. Like yep. like if you were really part of this, you wouldn't be calling the Howard yeah, Stern you're not show. Stern. This <laughs> high pitch Eric is gone. High pitch Eric going. I'm gonna kill you, motherfucker. <laughs> You're dead while you're sl- where you sleep. 
<laughs> You're going to sleep with the fishes. Beetlejuice. Yeah. <laughs> I can't that's, do that's, Beetlejuice. I like high pitch Eric as of like just just mafia it's high a pitch Eric. Message. <laughs> I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. Yeah. What in the head? <laughs> Leave the gun. Take the cannolis. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> um, but yeah, absolutely. So that's what it boils down to. So yeah, there's no happy so uh endings of these movies, and uh just the entire film um of Gotti was just uh just not a happy experience even as a filmmaking experience just so bad also if you're e from happy ending was that the people working on the movie were happy when it was over that's the only (laughs) happy ending exactly finally if you're e from entourage how are you what do you like why who why because you 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 got a couple bucks you were on 10 years you were on entourage you you got to make out with emmanuel yeah oh my god yes be happy for the run you had also it's like it would have you know you could have gotten a job TV directing somewhere. Yeah. So what is the what is the story that you're like I I have to direct this 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 Gotti movie that's that is the worst thing. Yeah. Uh, well, like I'm talking TV? like I will I will put that up against like when people go like the the winner for worst movie of all time. Right, right. I will that that's in your top five of those. Like it's that bad. <laughs> I gotta watch it just for. You got you just check it out just for yeah because it's on Amazon it's on Amazon Prime so you could check it out <clears throat> it's 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 worth it's worth like for it's so bad the parts parts of it are so bad that it's worth to get the laugh out of <laughs> yeah yeah I'll tell you right now Andy it's no cool hand Luke How about sure that isn't. buddy it sure is not, not. oh the other thing I wanted to, one thing I wanted to mention about cool hand Luke and I should have done what we were talking about it a little bit I'll tell you mm-hmm. and I don't know if you're gonna get mad at me for saying this um. I see where uh, Ryan Gosling gets his inspiration from. Interesting. I think that Uh, I'm not saying like, yeah. Oh, I think, I think I don't Steve McQueen comes off like I, I, Ryan Gosling, I should say comes off. Like he's trying to act like Steve McQueen, the quiet, like the Paul Newman. What? Steve McQueen. I mean, Paul Newman. I'm sorry. I'm I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Paul Newman. I was like, "What?" And then I thought, there's, the, "There's like a new director called Steve McQueen, right?" I thought, "I it confused me." No, no, I'm sorry. Um, I, I'm talking about Paul Newman. That's what I'm, that's what I'm talking about. That's where so, Ryan Gosling gets his inspiration from, which I never realized. It's so funny how people confuse Paul Newman for so many things. One time in college, mind you, we were very stoned, but my my roommate Mike who is a medical doctor now we were so high and he goes uh we're like we we, we shared a, a dorm sophomore year so you know it's basically a room you sleep almost in bunk beds we were we smoked a bowl and we're actually like falling asleep with you know we got the lights on and everything and he just goes you know how you like have you talk to your buddy in bed you just go he goes hey man what was that movie with wayne newman um playing pool it was like pool shark and i go you mean paul newman in the color of money <laughs> he goes yeah 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 that's it i go wayne <laughs> newman in pool shark like, he's, he's just he, a few of the words and kind of tried to paint by numbers it together is he my mom yeah that's that's what yeah, exactly. like my mom does like i i knew it was i just i can compl- at least i got the name right i you just got newman and pool brand. and you're, you you can stitch it together that way um yeah they're just they're just pulling you know what that is that's also usually like is he not a movie fan no nah, not a big movie guy that's they that's that i think that's that because when you're a movie fan you get like the details right so most sure, of the time sure. even if you're saying the wrong name like i just did but, I kind of would like to see Wayne Newman in Pool Shark. <laughs> Just a swarthy Las Vegas guy hangs around the pool as an older person. The Pool Shark, baby. Yeah, that'd be great. Singing, <laughs> singing Donka Shane around the pool. Absolutely. I can write that in my sleep. Um, but yeah, that's what I was trying to say. Sorry, I just fucked up the name. Um, it's okay. Paul uh, Newman. I'll, know, I'll, I'll look for Gosling now because I just don't know enough Gosling that well off the top of my head to be able to point to it 
but based based off cool hand look, I'm open. like I'm like this is like the base of this guy's whole persona. Like it kind of just comes off it comes off this same way. Like other Paul Newman roles, I, I don't see it as much, but for some reason I see it in Cool Hand Luke. Like yeah, maybe because there's not much. It's so quiet. Maybe the quiet thing, like you know that kind of thing. It's like it, there's not much said. Uh, cool Hand Luke does not say that much. I'll tell you this much for free as a my record of staunch heterosexuality. Uh, Paul Newman was a good looking man in that movie. <laughs> He's got those blue eyes and he flashes that smile. You go, yeah, I get it, ladies. <laughs> if Paul Newman was to like play gay chicken with you, do you think you would just let him go all the way? I would just let him yeah, do whatever he wanted. <laughs> I would, I would, I would speed it up. <laughs> I would just right our mouths together. <laughs> He's like, you lost. And he's like, no, I didn't. You're like, no, I didn't. <laughs> they were telling like, that story of gay chicken and from me in high school when my gym teacher caught us, me and Sean Corcoran. No. Sean, was the, Sean Corcoran is, was the guy who was the best at gay chicken. Like, he wouldn't back away. And you'd always be the one to go, all right, get the hell out of here. It's weird. <laughs> so we were doing it one day, like, by our lockers. And we had our freshman year gym teacher, Mr. Shepard, who's, like, the baseball coach. He's a man's man. Let's put it like that. Yeah, you know, sure. Baseball coach, football coach, gym teacher, that kind of guy. A man's like, man in a man's man in short shorts for gym. Sure, gym yeah, had the classic like whatever those those like felt classic seventies yeah. football coaches. Sure, Corcoran and I had a locker next to each other, and he just like shut his locker as a joke and did the you know the Chris Farley shuts his eyes, opens his mouth, starts leaning in, and we're doing gay chick, and Mr. Shepard comes by, and goes, "Hey, what the hell's going on? You're gonna kiss him." <laughs> And we're like, no, we're doing a game. He goes, what the hell kind of game is that? <laughs> you can't explain gay chicken to a kid. To a also, gym this, is, this is in, in the locker room. Also, this is, next, this is like in our in the hallway. There are like lockers <laughs> at an all boys high school. Yeah, of course that dude freaked out because because I guarantee you that that happened at your high school and it was not a game. I guarantee you that <laughs> there was multiple times that might have happened and he was like, not again. <laughs> I'm going to call these kids' parents now and figure some shit out. I swear to God, we're playing a game. I bet you were. <laughs> yeah. Also, we're playing a game sounds like the first excuse somebody would say <laughs> yeah, when they're about to break out. Like, yeah, yeah. No, it's a it's a game. Nothing. It's a joke. <laughs> Just like what's his name in Sopranos when he's in the yeah, leather yeah. outfit and he's dancing. He goes, what? It's a joke. It's a joke. That's, uh, it's the best excuse I've ever heard. Oh, what? It's a joke. It's a so funny veto. Ah, <laughs> uh, oh man, I could talk mafia for eight hours. <sighs> I we should just do a whole month's we worth of mafia start episodes. A new mafia. A new. Let's let's do. Oh my God, that'd be the worst. What would, what would, how would we make money? Like, we're not, are you holding up? (laughs) Comedian mafia? I don't know how we'd make money. Yeah, because I don't want to, I'm not like, you know, strong arming anybody. Yeah, you don't want to shake anybody down. You just want to tickle their funny bone. Yeah. They would get, I'm such a softy too. They'd be like, I can't pay this week. And I'd be like, all right, whatever you want. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The same. I'll break way. my kneecaps. I go kneecap. Well, give me a Snickers bar. I'll get the hell out of your hair. Also, like Andy, Andy is too punny to be a mafia guy. Like he would just <laughs> goes, he'd be like, the Don doesn't do puns. You can't do puns. Right. You, can, no. you would just do puns all the time. I do love mafia nicknames though. Those are fun. Andy Flowers. mafia nicknames. Oh yeah, that I like yours a lot. Yeah. I don't know. I, we didn't even say what mine would be. It's here's the thing. It's usually something derogatory toward the person's physical appearance. Yeah, you know? that's true. What would mine be like? All right. So what would uh, I mean? It, it, I don't want to hear your feelings. Say whatever you want. I don't care. It would be, you know, like if there was another, you know, you'd be something bald, maybe. Oh, yeah. Something bald. You know, uh, or Shawn- you got arthritis in your knees. You'd be like, Shawnee. Yeah, it'd be Shawnee kneecaps over there. You know, <laughs> Shawnee, no knees. Shawnee no knees. No knees. I like Shawnee no knees. <laughs> yeah. It's usually yeah. got to be alliterative, you know. Shawnee no knees sounds fantastic. You would probably you you might be the Irishman though because of Donnelly. Yeah, I wouldn't be allowed to join Shawnee and Irish, you, and you can't join either. You have to be full Italian. Yeah, but back in the day, those, I'm those sure they loose looser rules. I think the now. funniest part I about don't know that if I could ever get made. Yeah, they were like, um, 
I feel like the mafia had that role for like 10 minutes and they're like, oh, this Irish guy will kill people. Okay, let him in. Yeah, that's fine. (laughs) (laughs) Like after a while, they were just like, all right, he can't join joint, but he can hang out with us. Like it's like you're like, you're not like it's like a little kid thing. Like you can't come in the treehouse, but you can hang out on the stump by the stump (laughs) of the tree. Uh, We're allowed to have one. Uh, Andrew, this was quite the uh, fun episode. I'm so excited. Andy, Andy Flowers, can you please tell them where you will be doing your particular brand of comedy or even if it's digitally or in live or over the airwaves or what are you going to do? Sure. Uh, well, you can hear me digitally each week on Sirius XM Satellite Radio on Channel 99. That is Raw Dog. Uh, Thursdays at 4 p.m. I have a show called The Raw Report where we have uh, celebrities and comedians and anybody in the entertainment industry, anybody we want to talk to. We have an interview show this week. We had comedian Michael Somerville, one of our pals. And uh, Shawnee also has his show 24 hours prior to that. It's called Celebrate. It's on the same channel at 4 p.m. That's Wednesdays and then 4 p.m. on Thursdays. So go check us out there. And you can find my dates on andyfiori.com. We have a bunch coming up. Shawnee and I have some shows together coming up. I have yep. Omaha Funny Bone. I have Pittsburgh Improv. I have uh, Soul Joel's with Shawnee coming up. So uh, just follow the kid at Andy Fiore on, on all that stuff, and you'll you'll see where I'm at. Cool, and I'm at Shawnee Time on Instagram and Twitter, and I have the House of Comedy in Arizona coming up in May, which I'll Ooh. mention again, and the shows with Andy, and I have one of the ones that I can't remember right now, but I will tell you next week because it's far enough away where I can do that. Yeah, I think and- May 1st, you and I. That one's coming up quick. Yeah, May Two 1st. Weeks. Yeah, yeah, Oxford, Pennsylvania. Yeah, it should be a fun one. And then, um, uh, thank you so much to uh, to Buster Palm himself, Mike Buster Suarez. Uh, we have to get out of here, but thank you so much to the laugh button. Thank you guys. He's for already listening. got a great mafia. Hit up. Oh, absolutely, Buster Palm. Mikey yeah. Bush. No, Mike. Oh, Mikey Mush. Oh, Mikey yeah, yeah. Mush. That's from Bronx Tale. He's, he, he's a button man. Which is a great segue. You can listen to my episode of Celebrate with Chaz Palmer Terry right that's now right. That's on right. Uh, on the old uh, Sirius app. Um, also at the DYM podcast on Instagram yeah. and Twitter. And thank you so much. Send us uh, mafia t- names. Thank you so much. You guys listening, subscribe, tell your friends, tweet at us. We'll tweet right. We'll tweet right back. We'll, we'll say hello. Thank you guys so much. And we'll see you next week. Bye-bye.